Yeah. Oh, one sec. I just ate a chip right now. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 and welcome back to the Banter Boys podcast. My name is Sanji. With me is Ross. How you doing, boy? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh man, I'm I it's just bad, man. My back is hurting and my fantasy team is shit. Fantasy teams plural are just shitting right now. And your real team is shit as well, but I shouldn't talk, so. Yeah, I thought we would be like in this sort of like, you know, hugging each other. You know that meme where you're just hugging each other um uh, because both of us are just crying and our teams are shit. That's also happening too. I gave up on football, bro. I'm not a I don't support Liverpool anymore. I support football now. Uh, misery loves company, so don't worry. I-, I won't leave you hanging, man. You never walk alone, bro. <laughs> Come on, like. <laughs> How you been, man? How oh you been? God. Good, good. It's just been busy, man. Like I, I think, like the week after, um, the World Cup, uh, was like I, w- I was off for like the break and stuff, which is nice. There's a huge snowstorm here and stuff. But then after that, like, you know, it just started picking up again. So I'm like, ah, shit. There goes the break. Just like, you know, just take all the time off. But can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, man, there's there's no fucking break in football at the moment. Um, I mean, maybe Champions League coming up, you know, something else to potentially look forward to. I don't know. Really? (laughs) I just want to like, like, you know. Just like you know, get get this. There's not even like that incentive. You know how like in NBA you can tank and get a number one draft pick. There's not even that incentive to tank, right? You just have to like do your best and try to do the best that you can, because like you know you tank too much, you get relegated, and there's there's there it is, right? So just let's see what happens, man. I was hoping there might be a few more signings this window too, but apparently those are also not gonna happen. So. I mean, uh, we're going to get to one of your signings a bit later in the pod. I kind of threw some uh, something in the question section. But uh, before we kick things off, I, I do want to, you know, pay tribute to the great Pele. R.I.P. Pele. Um, we lost him between our last uh, recordings. R.I.P. Um, did you, uh, like, yeah. watch him at all when you were growing up? Or, like, was it more, oh, I heard this great player and he's still alive sort of thing? I think it was always I've heard this great player and stuff, right? Like, you saw highlights and you kind of, like, you know, in FIFA, I think there was, like, his, like, classic 11 kind of player and stuff like that, too. And, but it was always, like, it was always, like, you saw highlights and you saw, like, our parents' generation kind of talk about, like, you know, this incredible player from Brazil and everything. But that was the extent of it. Because I think he retired before I was even born. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's how young we are. I'm, I'm gonna group myself as being a young person yeah. for this episode. <laughs> uh, all right. So before we continue, do you want to quickly do your social plug? Oh, I haven't done it in so long, bro. Um, <laughs> I mean, I could put in the automated version if you want. So, like, it saves us the trouble. Is it still the same it's stuff? Still the, is is this, it still I think the same it's the same stuff? exact stuff, but we should modify it uh, for future episodes uh, because we should talk about like our patron. Um, no, not patron. Um, what is it? The buy me a coffee, right? This, 
Yeah, yeah, so you can find that link yeah. on our Twitter. Something but like yeah, if if you want, I'll save you the trouble. What I'll do is I'll insert the social pug right here. Yeah, for sure. So you can message us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handles at Banta B on Discord in the Draft PL channel. Banta Boys hashtag six five eight five on Reddit. You backslash Banta underscore Boys. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple. Podcast, school, podcast, SoundCloud, and YouTube, all under the name of Banta Boys. All right. Uh, oh, and another thing we need to mention also, come join our Discord, man. Come come talk some shit. Like, we've yes. got so many different segments yes. in there. We've got, like, a silly stats page. We've got Kyle's Corner, where he's still comparing uh, faces out there. Um, yeah, and just generally. Yo, Kyle's been slacking, yeah, I know. Bro. Everyone's been slacking. What you talking about, fam? But everyone's been on break. The everyone's, problem is, everyone's been coming slacking. out of Christmas yeah. is a very hard time of the year to kind of resume into work it's like i've had a lot of food i've had a lot of alcohol i've had a lot of time off i just want to keep doing that you know but you know start of the year we're back to business yeah exactly we're into our fourth year something like that fourth year 2020 was when you started so third third year. year okay 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 we're getting there. Fourth season, technically, because you started at the end of 2019, 2020 season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then this would... Something like that. Something like We've that. been doing this for a little bit of time. <laughs> yeah. All right, so if this is your first time listening to the Banter Boys podcast, welcome. Uh, so we cover everything Fantrax related. So typically how we do things is we have two halves. In the first half, we do a data dump. And since we haven't potted for like the last three game weeks, like 19 is finishing, but... All the teams pretty much played once because we are in the middle of a double game week. Um, so, yeah, we'll just look at the numbers, uh, how they've kind of just like the high numbers. We're not going to dig too deep. Um, and then we'll look back at, you know, our league form and kind of just catch up how we're doing in our league. Any issues we're having, you know, dilemmas or whatever about certain decisions or assets we want to, you know, add or, or throw away. Um, and then we'll take our half time pint. And then in the second half, we'll uh, cover some questions that we get from our Twitter or from Discord. And then round things off with uh, FA slash waiver picks for game week 20. Well, double game week 20. Four teams doubling in that game week. Um, but yeah, I think let's just get started right away um, and jump right into the data dump. Aye, 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 aye. Fantasy. With the Banta Boys. All right, so we start things off by looking at key passes, right? So, I I mean, it's a lot of numbers here, So, but, but what I kind of did was, for the sake of our notes to kind of make discussion a bit easier, I kind of just highlighted uh, names that have kind of popped up in multiple game weeks. Um, so, all the way back in game week 17, uh, the highest number of key passes was six by Andres Pereira and Riyad Mahrez, then five key passes by Odegaard, and then four key passes by KDB, Lucadinha, Saka, Salah, and Trippier. Then in game week 18, six key passes was the highest number by Trippier, then five key passes by KDB and Mahrez, and then four key passes by Bruno Fernandes, uh, Bowen and Rodri and then in game week 19 which is our current game week that's just finishing up uh, the highest number of key passes was six by Pascal Gross then four key passes by Bruno Fernandes and Kai Havertz so if you look at the last three game weeks so far the highest number of key passes in total have been 13 from Kieran Trippier 12 by KDB and then a three-way tie for 11 key passes by Bruno Fernandes, Riyad Mahrez and Martin Odegaard. Russ, you have any quick comments or thoughts on this man? 
I think most of the names are fairly standard. Like, Mares is kind of getting a good run in the team in the PL. Trippier has probably been the best fullback this season, right? Probably realistically even best defender. Oh, best asset? Right? Um, <laughs> the one think? thing... Best asset? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Maybe. I think for what... When he for when he would have gone versus the points that he's giving, like if that's through your metric, then I think yeah, his his name is definitely yeah. up there. Um, and then I think the one that does kind of stand out to me, and this is just kind of changing stuff, is in game week seventeen, Luca Dean, yeah. um, with four key passes, right? Uh, coming up with the new system with Unai Emery, there are still ups and downs, right? Like against Liverpool, they weren't that good in the first half. Then they kind of showed up a bit in the second half, but then like kind of been popping up and down and stuff right so um kind of be able to kind of see some of that return already for a player that people definitely had fairly high hopes on considering kind of what had happened and stuff right so um like he had completely fallen out with stevie g and everything so um and then another player is like havertz in game week 19 um but like, that's all Chelsea is doing. Like, they create some <laughs> chances, but they're not able to finish and shit. Did you see that? Did you see that, like, meme where everyone was, like, uh, the front line of Juan Felix, Kai Havertz, and Nkunu? And then it's just that, like, they're playing basketball, but no one's actually shooting the ball. They're just, like, catching the ball and then passing it back to everyone. And then they're right under the rim. I'll send it to you after this. It's kind of funny. But it's basically that they're all creators but none of them are finishes. I completely so. believe that because I think uh, when I was uh, kind of catching up on my footy over the past few days or maybe even weeks, uh, there was a stats on match of the day. I think it was the game versus Nottingham Forest. We had 72% possession and I think only two shots, one on target. Like all we're doing is passing the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, yeah, but but the yeah, thing is, is exactly. he's implementing his philosophy, right? He it's it's not even his full first season. I don't think he has all the players he needs uh, to execute what he wants to do. And we've got the most injuries in the prem right now. It, like the man's going through a hard time right now, bro. I think so, and I think you need to definitely give Potter, like you know, he didn't have his transfer window. It, it's literally you bought all the players for Tuchel, and then you sacked him right after, right? Now, Boley's also stepped down as, uh, like, sporting director or whatever. So, maybe there might be a bit more actual, like, concerted effort. Because, like, who the, like why does Boley think that he knows what's best for football and everything, right? Um, some of these wild decisions on, like, seven-year contracts, right? Like, five, four or five players have been giving, uh, given seven-year contracts and stuff. That's a bit odd. That's definitely not something that we see regularly in the Prem or in football in general. So... Hopefully, hopefully, now that like he's gone a bit more time, he'll get a bit more time. He'll kind of get some of his philosophy in. Yeah, it's uh, interesting how things are turning out. I mean, going back to Mares and like the whole key passes stuff, uh, managers must have been really frustrated with the first half of the season, right? Um, he was barely playing, not doing anything. Like, do you think now that Mares has gotten a run of games, he's on some serious form for Man City? As a manager, are you holding and hoping that he keeps playing or are you under fear that, you know, Pep does his usual roulette bullshit and then you maybe sell high and try to get another asset? That's the thing, right? Like, that's always, I think, parting two players, maybe three players from City, everyone's on the chopping block, right? So Holland and KDB are usually there. I thought, like, 
um player a player like Cancelo might also be like like you know safe from Pep Roulette, but that's also not the case post World Cup and everything. So like everyone else is like you know chop and change. They have so much depth. They have so much ability to kind of change the system enough that like a player can just come in and do the exact same stuff. If you can trade, you can trade, right? And if you can trade for someone who has the likes of maybe Grealish or Silva or Foden, yeah. then that would be ideal because then you would kind of try to be, get someone who's a bit more kind of frequent, right? The only thing is that these players kind of go really high second round, maybe even first round, right? And when you are going to pick a player that goes that high, you want to yeah. make sure that they're also starting regularly and not just one of those things where they'll start two out of, three game weeks or two out of four game weeks, but they won't start when you actually need them to start, right? So Yeah, that's a great point. All right, let's move on to shots and how many of those are on target. So again, looking back all the way to game week 17, uh, the highest number of shots recorded was eight by Haaland, obviously, uh, five on target, seven by Mitrovic with four on target, and then Darwin Nunez with six attempted, four on target, and Odegaard attempted six as well, but he had zero on target. Then game week 18, Darwin Nunez, yet again, highest number of shots recorded in that game week, seven of them, only two on target. Then five shots attempted by Anthony, which I believe is the Manchester United player, uh, two on target, Martinelli with two of his five on target, and Douglas Louise with three of his five on target. Then the current game week, which is game week 19, so far the highest number recorded was five by two players, Tielemans with zero on target and Paqueta with one on target. Then if you look at the last six game, last sorry, last three game weeks, uh, the highest number of shots in total has been 16 by Darwin Nunez with seven on target. Then 13 attempted by Haaland with six on target, Mitrovic with six as well of his 13 so far on target. And then 11 attempted by KDB with four being on target. And then rounding things off over the last three game weeks with 10 shots attempted is Harry Kane with five on target and Martinelli with four of his 10 on target. Thoughts, Ross? Um, Harry Kane doesn't really show up in like the individual one, individual game weeks, but I think it's his cumulative one kind of still shows that like he's still the main attacking force for Spurs, right? And I, I don't, I, f I feel like without Harry Kane, they'd just be like, you know, they would be in the dumps at the moment, in all honesty, right? So yeah. that's one thing. I mean, it shows he's Nunez, consistent, I guess, right? He's just taking over. Yeah, exactly, along, right? Yeah. He, exactly. Nunez... Man, like, I feel like seven of these shots on target, maybe even, like, all some of these kind of 16 off target, three should have been goals. Yeah, Maybe man. even four yeah, should have been goals, right? <laughs> like, it's so frustrating. Like, I love his confidence, and I love that, like, he, like, like he will still take that wild shot from nowhere just because, like, you know, he, he, he can, he does have the ability but at the same time, like, you know, and they're going to come. I, I, I have full faith that they're going to come. But it's still so one of those frustrating pieces where it's like, you know, and we'll talk about this later because I did go through the sheet and we there was a bit of a stat on, like, his, like, number of, like, you know, big missed chances and stuff like that. But um, it's just one of those things where you're just like, oh, you score that goal, we win this match. You score that goal, we don't go down 3-0 against Brentford or 2-0 against Brentford, right? Some, some shit like that, right? So... Whatever. <laughs> that's that's a bit frustrating. <laughs> um, game week eighteen was that the one where uh City played Everton? Uh, I thought that was last game week. Let me pull that up right now. Actually, uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. the one where 
Oh, sorry, not KDB, Holland. Where like CD played, uh, where like Holland had like the animation where he looks like Majin Buu or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he looks like Majin Buu about, with Godfrey. You know, he's doing. Oh, when he was like, oh, he man, was just upset. Like this. he was just like mocking Godfrey or something. He was upset. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, I think, I think yeah. that was the last gimmick. Yeah, gimmick eighteen. That was the one-all draw, right, between City and Everton. Yeah, that was one-all draw. Yeah, so it's and understands why he's not on that like individuals like game week list because like apparently he was very frustrated in that entire game and didn't really gonna get a chance to kind of you know do a shit so yeah i i mean uh like yeah. the the ones that kind of jump out are the unusual suspects right uh like douglas louise i think he's had a serious uptick in form um since uh emery has come in uh Telemans, um i mean we we see him uh like pop up every now and then and i think it's maybe because james madison is out right now they're kind of screaming for more goal scorers because mm-hmm. madison was on some serious form right pre-will cup and all that stuff uh and then yeah. pakita yeah. uh finally again getting you know starts and he did also take a penalty for west ham um so that might also be the reason he's in there um so yeah the, the just uh, ones that kind of jumped out uh now i think let's move on to accurate crosses into the box so again looking back at gimmick 17 highest number of accurate crosses was four by luca dinia and perisic then three accurate crosses by andres Pereira, solly march and kenny tete and then gimmick 18 three accurate crosses by Jaden anthony and then gimmick 19 so far uh three accurate crosses by t baby and lewis cook so then if you look at the last three game weeks so far uh the highest number in total for accurate crosses into the box by three players t baby uh luca dinia and solly March and uh, five by Perisic. Uh, any thoughts here? Well, I think Trent's numbers—they're not corners. Is the good? Is a good kind of for a lot of these holders? Is that like he's not regularly taking corners? I think when the other fullbacks takes the corners, right? If it's Robert or Simicas, he is still taking free kicks though, but. Um, he's not taking corners, which is, I guess, when he does kind of, or not regularly taking corners um, as he used to. So that's one thing that I've noticed from when I've kind of watched Liverpool. <laughs> Regrettably watched Liverpool <laughs> in the past two, three weeks. <laughs> Bro, I, I don't even, I, I can't remember um, the last time I even watched a Chelsea game. Like, I think the City game that we played, I went out to drink. I was like, I'm not watching this. Even the cup game, I'm like, no, I'm I, I'm good, bro. I don't need that pain in my life. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. Yes. Um, Couple of Brentford players. Uh, Jaden, Anthony, and Lewis Cook, right? Bre- Sorry, not Brentford, Burnmouth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jaden Anthony has seen uh, an uptick in form because I think Marcus Tavernier is injured at the moment, right? So he's getting a consistent run of games and putting up yeah. the ghost points, man. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, it's always fun to kind of see that, like, kind of, like, that individual. So if you see someone like Perisic who had four crosses in game week, game week 17, but then for three game weeks, he only had, he only amounted to five. So that means he had one accurate cross in two weeks and he started the other two games as well right so it's always kind of like interesting to kind of see some of those things where like you know how well you do determines like you know how well like these other players kind of be able to kind of perform for teams like spurs yeah for sure 
All right. Um, so I didn't break the next categories into the individual game weeks because I think it's just better to kind of look at them over the last three game weeks. Uh, so just the random extra categories. Uh, so like tackles one. Uh, so far uh, over the last three game weeks, Liam Cooper has come out on top with nine. Uh, Joelinton and Cheek Ducore tying for eight. Uh, then high sum of dispossessions. Bruno G and Zaha tied for ten. Obviously Zaha is there. He always gets dispossessed. Uh, Martinelli with nine of them. Um, and then interceptions, Luke Thomas with a high of 10. Uh, he's kind of come in because James Justin is out for the season. And then uh, Idris Gay, um is it just again? Yeah, uh, with nine of them and Liam Cooper with eight uh, popping up yet again uh, for the ghost points. Uh, then clearances. Uh, I thought this was crazy. Highest number so far over the last three game weeks, Pinnock with 37 of them. And then the second highest being 20 by Anderson from Crystal Palace. And then Tarkowski, a usual suspect uh, for like defensive work with 19 clearances. Uh, then successful dribbles, Bruno G with nine of them, Thiago with seven of them, uh, Kulusevski with six of them. And then Ariel's Suchek with 13 of them, Hurricane with 12, Serge Aurier with 11 of them. He was kind of like in and out the squad um, because of Nico Williams, but who knows, he might be um, nailing mm -hmm. a spot and we're going to talk about him in the second half. Uh, and then block shots, uh, six by Ward and five by Pinnock. Uh, so again, kind of highlighted our notes uh, just to have some talking points. Yeah. Um, Joel Linton, even though he plays kind of winger because he's playing the asm location the fact that he's kind of winning the ball up and then when he when asm does kind of come back like he'll probably shift into the midfield it's always will maybe his numbers kind of like you know like strutter on or kind of keep going because like you know midfield is kind of where some of these kind of comes up pinnock oh man i i benched pinnock against Liverpool. why um in my other league yeah he just racks up goals it was just, regardless of who it was plays. like yeah, so it was it was a decision because I have both Trent and Pinnock. So I was like, I'm not going to play both defenders from the same game. So I'm either going to play one or the other. So I, like, benched Pinnock. And, like, now I'm, now I'm regretting. It's one of those things where I'm like, even if he's going up against Man City or Arsenal, I'm not yeah. benching. I'm not benching yeah. Pinnock. I mean, like, like his 37 clearances regardless. just shows me that all the defensive work or most of the defensive work is at least coming through him, right? He's active. Like. Yeah, like he's that first <laughs> yeah, line. Exactly. He's, yeah, he's active. Yeah, he's, which is what we saw his last yeah. season. Like that was his kind of thing last yeah. season, right? So that's, the, uh, that is kind of what his, after like, you know, pre-injury and everything, that's kind of what we saw regularly. Um, Bruno G, like, you know, it's kind of interesting. Most number of dispossessions and most number of dribbles, right? So that like, you know, runs the ball but like well it's because he's running the ball and i've said this multiple times the more ball like you know this isn't a per 90 yeah. or per like you know amount of ball dispossessions you've had it's like a total number of dispossessions yeah. you've had so it just shows the players kind of like being going to him but like he plays pretty deep yeah. he plays yeah. like fairly deep in that newcastle yeah. three right so that's also kind of and he still gets goals and assists yeah. regularly too yeah Chips so in every now and then. That's uh that's that's a good yeah. sign. I traded him to Ryan, so you're welcome, <laughs> Ryan. I made bad moves this year, man. <laughs> I know you did. We'll get to that next because our next segment is our league updates. 
All right, Russ. Um, I don't know how to do. I think we're just gonna have a casual chat because we're not potted in the last three game weeks, so it's kind of hard to pinpoint like your good, your regrets, that sort of stuff. So let's just catch up. You know what your thoughts are. You know if you want to talk about season assets that you're eyeing up or you want to get rid of that sort of stuff. Um, but I mean, one thing I'm gonna touch on your form. Um at these last three game weeks. The reason I have stars next to yes, our forms yes. is because the matchups aren't done, but I'm pretty sure you're going to have your third loss. I'm, I'm definitely in, lost. Yeah, know, yeah, in a row. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. lost. Yeah, it's like 100... Yeah, it's like 122 to like 56 or something. Um, right? This is a manager, right, you know, who has been scoring 50... Ma like, I'm going up against a manager who's been scoring like 50 points the past couple of game weeks, but then this game week, everyone just went off for him. And he had Mbuemo, he had all these other players and stuff. So it's unlucky. Like, you know, Sterling got injured and everything. Uh, Van Dyke got injured. Um, sometimes these, like, waiver picks... Like, I will be fully honest, right? And I know we both of us share this frustration with, like, Kyle and <laughs> Ryan. And because they are, like, so adamant on it. Is that, like, they they are okay with a regular waiver schedule rather than changing it per what the schedule is for the game week, right? Um, and that's what, kind of what we ran into last year where they that precedent was set and that's kind of the continuous precedent. But that's not something that we play with regularly. Yeah. We play with waivers. Players stay on waivers until the game week ends and then you kind of shift up the schedule that yeah. way, right? Um, and that's kind of the trouble that we're running into because in one league, I don't have to worry about pickups because I'm like, when the game week ends, I'm going to go set my like kind of order and everything but then for this league i have to be more like you know more considered and i was like oh i'll go pick up players and realize oh shit waivers have already cleared because of course they have <laughs> yeah right? it's so like, fucking you know, annoying you lose out on so like, many players because i don't i don't yeah. want to worry about players in the middle of my game week i just want to watch my points like the ui is bad enough on my yeah, phone exactly. that i don't want to have to stress through this fucking app all the so fucking bad. time so like bad. i just want to watch my points so bad fan tracks yeah. if you're listening to this <laughs> It's so, so bad. Like, I really, really wish you tried cleaning it up because, like, for on my phone, it doesn't even reload properly and I have to constantly press open an app. And for some reason, that top ribbon is there. So, it, like, it's cut off. It's I could just go on. I feel like we could have a whole episode on the how bad the UI for Frank yeah. is, right? And we appreciate it's a free platform and everything, right? But, like, like come on. Come on. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, and then now I'm like seeing my other picks yeah. too, right? Like, so I've got Sterling that's injured, Van Dyke that's injured, um, Richarlison that's injured, and um, Sinistera that, that I traded in that injured, that got injured immediately as soon as I got him, right? So, like, that's also there. And then now you're looking for players on the waiver pool, and there's no one there. We play a 12 person league with like, uh, what, 16 person squads, right? Um, so, like, there's no one. There's no one worth. And by the time you get there, there's obviously going to be the more active players that are going to get them before you and everything. So either you yeah. like tank completely, but like there's no point either for that too. So yeah, I feel your pain, man. Like, yeah. I mean, looking at the league standings right now, you're sitting in ninth. Uh, top eight goes into playoffs. Um, you're three points shy of the eighth place. Uh, who knows how this table is going to reshape after I've not calculated the permutations. I ain't got fucking time for that. Um, but I mean, <laughs> looking forward and stuff like that, we've got a double game week coming up. Like, like it obviously what jumps out to me is that you pretty much have four injured players right now. You've got one reserve injury spot. Who's in your, in, uh, in your IR spot right now? Sin Sinister is in okay. my IR spot because he's been yeah. injured. Uh, for my, for the longest time. So you got yeah. two flex spots right now, basically. 
essentially. Would right? you maybe consider? Unless I yeah. drop. Well, right I mean, now. if you drop, you're not getting them back because all those injured players that you said are great players. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say they're yeah. consistently great scoring players, but they could win you your game week every now and then, right? Would you consider maybe doing some trades to kind of free up a spot in your roster so you can play on that waiver window or waiver wire or whatever um, a bit better or pick up free agents That's- on the go a bit better? I think that's where it is, right? But, like, I just have to kind of sit down one day and try to do that because, but I don't, like, I have to do it on my computer because of how much I hate it on my phone, right? Because I, I use it, I use the UI for, like, 10 minutes on my phone, and I'm like, oh, this is frustrating. I think that's also a part of it as well, where the the UI in itself is just really frustrating. So, you're right. Like, I do definitely need to kind of trade my way out of this slump, but... um. Kyle sends everyone trades but me because Kyle doesn't like me. I mean, Kyle trades with everyone and helps everyone. So let's not get into that too much. Um, I mean, there's a few players in your current (laughs) roster that I'm I'm looking at right now that I do want to discuss. And I'm going to apologize in advance because the last time we had a discussion when you were on the pod, we talked about William. You ended up dropping William right into like one of the best assets (laughs) currently. Um, So apologies for that. I know, Um, But... Uh, like a couple of assets, I'm wondering why you're still rostering. Like, I don't know if you defend them or maybe you consider uh, dropping them and bringing in better players or whatnot. Um, the likes of Adama Traore and Jimenez, uh, Conor Gallagher, uh, Kelly from Bournemouth. Like, do you think these are hard holes or would you consider maybe trading them out, I, uh, dipping into the FA pool? I thought I had a bit of like at least one of them should start out of Jimenez and Traore, and then it's just a matter of whom, right? It, but the, I think all those players are droppable. Kelly, I think I've just held on just because I've like I haven't gotten like there is there are probably assets that are out there, but it's just I picked him up for one game week and then it's just a matter of oh fuck I forgot to drop him and his match has already started, right? Um, uh, and then Connor Gallagher, yeah, you're right. Like I feel like all these players are definitely droppable and I should just drop them, but it's just a matter of like what's kind of. Like, you know, I'm just really slow on the actual kind of waiver list to kind of get something that's, get someone that's kind of substantial enough to be like, okay, yeah, that's kind of good, right? I, like, you know, I thought one of Traore or Jimenez would start, but they don't, which is odd to me because Traore was playing fairly well before, like, or at least in terms of like ghost points and everything, he was kind of doing pretty decently. Maybe he wasn't actually doing that. Different well manager for though, the right? actual kind of Wolves team, at, right? Right. So yeah, that's true. It's different manager. So, but Jimenez, I don't know. Costa isn't like you know surprising. Like you know, he isn't like up and beyond, right? So I thought Jimenez would definitely have a shot at that, like you know, that starting nine role. So that's what I'm kind of like fairly shocked about too. So. Well, I dropped I, I dropped Costa, so if you want, you can grab him and nail a Wolves. <laughs> just one of these should yeah. start, and then you know none of them do. Yeah. It's like Wong Chi Chan, Podence, and Gwenda. Yeah. Sort of, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, you never know about that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, like because of that gap in the table, I, you can still kind of claw it back, right? But I, I think, yeah, maybe consider doing some trades, opening up a spot. Man, it, it, I'm so glad we have an IR spot in this league. Honestly, like, even I've been riddled with injuries. Yeah, it's, it's so depressing having to consider dropping, like, good assets and stuff like that. Anyways, um, so are, anything else you want to touch on or shall I quickly give my updates or run through my stuff? 
I think yeah, like like I know we we kind of like break it down by like good regret. So nothing is good and everything is regret <laughs> at the moment for my team. So poor guy, man. Swear poor I am. guy. Um okay, so for me, I'm currently on a two win one loss streak. So I'm currently winning my matchup. I think I I would easily win. I'm ahead by like a good chunk of points, like seventy something or eighty something. Um yeah, I, I mean, in, in terms of goods or whatever, like, I, I'm like, I'm happy Doherty finally got his first goal for the season. You know, he seems to have nailed that spot down. So if, if you have uh, Royal, maybe you should consider dropping him or maybe trying to trade in Doherty. Um, the likes of Pascal Gross and Mitoma. Just having assets from that Brighton attack, I think, is a must. Like, the likes of Solly March. Now, McAllister is back. I, I know mm-hmm. Deserby talks about Trossard needing to put in more effort, so maybe he's a bit of a rotation risk. But, I mean, if you can maybe buy him low, I think that's another asset to kind of go after. Ferguson, as well, this kid that is playing up front while da- Danny Welbeck is kind of uh, recovering from his injury. Um, I'm glad, like, uh, Kai Havertz came out with 12 ghost points. That, that I think, is the highest number yeah. of ghost points I've ever seen him put up, ever in life. Um, and uh, I... I banked on Perez as well um, coming and getting some points because James Madison is out uh, so they kind of need um, you know some sort of attacking flair in that midfield um, so he kind of came through with uh, nine ghost points as well and he's he's playing a lot of minutes uh, but we will cover assets and stuff uh, later on in the second half of the pod um, I mean in terms of like uh, like you said like good regrets it's kind of hard to pinpoint we're not really looking at like the last game week only it's like the last few of them um, but I mean, in terms of immediate concerns, mm-hmm. I, I don't really have any other than, like, the fact that my first and second pick are out injured. <laughs> Gabby Jesus is out for months. Madison out for a few weeks, but no return date penned because, like, they're kind of just working him through his, like, knee injury or whatever um, since the World Cup. Uh, I dropped Diego Costa, picked up Jaden yeah. Anthony. But, again, we'll talk about that asset later on. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing else really to, to kind of pick at. Do you have any questions for me about my squad or anything like that? Like, I'm currently sitting, uh, I think, fifth I'm just, right now on the table. Um, I'm, t- I, I don't, I'm just pulling I don't know if up, I can, yeah. like, we're not, the thing is, in this league, we don't play with picks, right? So, I, I think the only thing I should kind of focus on is just staying top eight and then kind of focusing on a strategy maybe for playoffs. Yeah. Are you confident enough to ride the whole, the rest of the season with David Raya and uh, Ethan Pinnock? Yeah. I, isn't David Raya like the best goalkeeper yeah. in the game right now? Like, He is, he is. And yeah. Ethan Pinnock has definitely been kind of like, you know, come, but you're okay with like, you're not with the risk that like, you know, they concede like five goals one game. I mean, they might. That It's always possible with Brentford. They'll go on a great run and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden have this massive loss. Um, but no, I, I think I'm quite comfortable. Um, I believe in Ethan's pin, Ethan. Well, yeah, Ethan's ability to um, ghost out of his life. And David Arrival will, will make saves. Like, Brentford will concede chances. Yeah. It's the, the nature of their team. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I, I, it's two less things to kind of worry about in my squad. So, yeah, I, I think we talked about this even in the last episode with Kyle. We got a question about who's your um, set-and-forget goalkeeper for the season. Like, David Arrival for sure has to be up there. What assets are you currently looking for in your team? Like... How am I trying to improve it? Yeah, like what, 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 like, like defense, midfield, uh, forward line. Maybe forwards. I don't really have like that sort of yeah. high quality asset that will, you know, assure me like goals because my like my forward line right now is Jaden Anthony, Kai Havertz, DCL, and an injured Gabby Jesus who's in my IR spot. 
other than that, like my midfield, I'm pretty yeah. happy with my defense. Like maybe I could use one defender, but I'm not stressing too much. But definitely, I think forwards is is one position that I would like to improve on. Yeah, I think that's what it is for most people. I think that's what Kyle talked about when he was doing the draft. Is that like there's not enough forwards. And, like, I don't think I picked up my first forward until, like, my fourth or fifth pick, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you went mid-defense for a while. Even though Kyle's below me in the league, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kyle had Holland, right? So, who told him to trade away yes, Holland? Yes, yes. Kyle <laughs> traded away most of his team, too, so. Yeah, I, I and, and that's the reason I went with Gabby Jesus as my first pick. I mean, I was, like, on the end of the, um, the draft round or whatever, right? I was 12th pick in a 12-man league. So, I mean, you could say that Madison was even my first pick. But it, same, same point that you mentioned. I wanted to make sure that I had a forward in. It just sucks that he's injured and I couldn't get in Eddie Nketiah as, like, you know, the nailed replacement. Yeah, I think that was... We, had we, we closed the waiver window during the thing, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We told people, yeah, just yeah. chill the fuck out, that's... enjoy the World Cup, like, don't stress. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, uh, so, yeah, that's our league updates. And now what I think we'll do is jump into our halftime pint, uh, and then we'll be back with uh, questions and FA slash waiver picks. So, see you in a bit. And we are back. Uh, so, do you have any, like, plans coming up any big events coming up uh in the next few weeks any trips planned hint hint <laughs> no no <laughs> nothing at the moment man nothing at the moment um any sporting events trying to think. no man uh i'm probably gonna go watch like hamilton again hamilton. i already saw it once in chicago oh the play the, uh, yeah 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 music yeah the, mus- yeah, okay. the broad yeah the broadway the broadway musical i already seen it once uh but a, f- a friend of mine wants to go watch it and then i was like sure okay how was let's it let's go let's go watch it and stuff so it's actually really good it's actually really you know um i've only seen two um off broadway stuff i've seen um house of mormon and hamilton would be i've never seen them on broadway i've just seen them off broadway but both of them are really like were really good so Awesome. Definitely enjoyable. All right, all right. Okay, yeah. so now I think what we'll do is run through some Twitter uh, questions. Um, and then I, I've just kind of thrown in some questions, some discussion stuff that I, I kind of want to have. And it, it's both related to Liverpool and some trades that went on in our league. Uh, but before we jump into mm-hmm. the questions, I do want to give a shout out uh, to Andrew Koslow. Um, we got, a, like, I think by accident when I posted, like, our last episode, I opened up, like, replies or comments. Um, and he was uh, listening to during Christmas and I yeah, just want to shout you out thank you so much for you know your ongoing support um, yeah he was just saying that he was enjoying the pod while he was cooking Christmas dinner he said it lasted as long as his cola ham took um, and to keep up the great content uh, boys uh, yeah I think our last episode was like 2 hours and 30 minutes or 40 minutes or something like that We, I mean we covered 3 game weeks we went through all the teams right so we weren't going to pod for a while I thought you know what let me just release a massive episode and you know what everyone just kept listening our, our numbers are still up there so yeah thank you to everyone that uh, that keeps uh, supporting us uh, we love you guys um all right so let's go through the one question we got on discord uh, do you want to uh, do you want me to ask it and i'll, I'll maybe let you answer it i'll get your pick maybe, on it maybe i'll ask you this one then and then you can <laughs> i don't even know how one. to answer it but yeah <laughs> go ahead go ahead uh the question is from yao g8 on discord how good will Felix 
or Joao Felix? It's Joao Felix. Yeah, I don't know. I what, he, wrote, he wrote it it's the other Joao way Felix, around. Yeah, yeah Joao Felix. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how to feel about yeah, this. Joao Felix, how- yeah, not sure how to feel about this move, man. Go on. I, I, I don't know. Like, it's odd. It's strange. Like, why? Like, I, I, is it because we have a bunch of players injured? I mean, he's a he's a very talented player. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's just like. How is he going to fit into the system? Where is he going to play? Like, is Potter going to change the system completely just to fit him in? I mean, we are dying for creativity. I'll give you that much. But is he really the answer to all our problems? I, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't think I have enough fab in my league to, like, bid for him. Um, and I would assume if he comes in, he should be playing. But it's a loan move, right? So there's no, like, guaranteed playtime or whatever. Maybe he's just unhappy with the situation out in the Let's Go Madrid. Because he has been playing football out there, right? He's been playing Champions League football. Uh, I mean, I'm not, like, tracking it too, too closely. But uh, would you be spending any fab or trying to get João Felix in right now? I think the high... Because there's there's a lot of clout when it comes to a player like Joao Felix, right? Like there's a lot of like, oh my god, this is such a big player. You know, big transfer move when he went to Atletico Madrid. Even when he's been at Atletico Madrid, his numbers have been decent. Like they haven't been as good as what it was before his big move, right? But that's because everyone said like, you know, he plays in a different system. He plays in more fluid system. Whereas at Atletico Madrid, we know it's a very much defense first and then everything else, right? So... Um, I probably won't be able to get it with the amount of fab I have anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I think it then it kind of comes back to, right, like, you know, if you spend 50, 60 fab on him, do you expect them to start regular amount of games as well, right? And it's a lone player, so there's always that bit of like, okay, you're not actually part of this team. You're a lone player here, right? And he just signed a full, he just like kind of like, re-signed a deal at Atletico Madrid and then kind of did the loan move and everything, right? So I don't expect him to get significant amount of playtime, but with regards to kind of like your inability to score, you need to change up something, right? Yeah. So if he does kind of comes out guns blazing, right? So it might be kind of that, it might be worth it in that sense where, you know, comes in, he does really well and then, okay, cool. Like, okay, we need, if he's doing really well, he's getting us goals that we much, much, much desperately need, then, like, yes, then he starts regularly. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, so I want to quickly touch on some Liverpool stuff, uh, and it's perfect that we have you here. Um, so m- my first question was, uh, and some of these numbers that I'm, I'm pulling up are uh, from the West Ham game, I think, uh, and since the West Ham game. Mm-hmm. So in that game, when I sent the screenshot to the group, I think he, he had played 80 minutes in that game. His XG was 1.13. He had three shots um, on target, two off target, but he missed four big chances. And another account that we kind of follow, um, Big Man Bakar, uh, he usually covers a lot of FPL content, but he ha- does have good data and it's he does post like really interesting threads every game week so give him a check out um but he mentioned that darwin nunez has had 16 big chances in the premier league this season and again reminder that this was since the west ham game he's missed 12 of those 16 big chances so my question to you ross is darwin nunez still a first round pick in next season's draft i think it really depends on how well he's how strong he finishes this season right because he's kind of getting into these spaces and because he's like kind of right he's essentially you know if even if he scores um like out of these 12 he scores like four of these big chances out of these 12 he scores 
kind of like five of these big chances like you know that that does kind of give him a lot more he's at like you know double digits almost right so he's i think compared to the other players who are also on this list it's like um nunez uh holland and then salah right so it, it is one of those things where it's like you know the big players that are missing these chances and the big kind of like regular scorers are that are kind of regularly missing these chances right it's not like it's like uh or like Ivan Tony is also on this list too or something, right? So it's if these it's just like you know they're like prime goal scores and stuff like that. I would wait and see how this kind of things end, but I do have hope that he does become kind of that point person because it's hopefully there is a lot more um squad rejuvenation where it does kind of like you know reduce that stress because what usually happens is you know. You miss a big chance and then you go down one nil on the you go like you go down uh, a goal at the other end right and that impacts your ability to kind of get back into the game as a striker right so you know that that mentality piece has obviously got something to do with it right so if we can kind of improve some of those pieces overall as a team you know we're winning the ball back quicker we're kind of being able to kind of maintain the lead we're able to kind of like you know stop big chances from being created on our end like you know defensive mistakes all those things right then it's definitely something that like would help him as a mentality thing where you know you just you miss two big chances but you score the third one right which is kind of what's happening right now yeah and uh, he's ghosting well i mean it, last six games he played over over 85 minutes in all of them uh if you take out that brentford game where you guys had like a really fucking shit match where he scored like one fan tracks point yeah uh in the games that he didn't uh get any goals or fantasy assists um i think he ghosted out at like 12.5 13.5 uh against leeds and leicester i mean a team not fantastic teams to kind of come up against right but i mean it still shows yep. this potential that you know he can still be like maybe a top three round pick sort of thing right eventually i feel like maybe i had a bit more higher hopes for him this season and maybe some a lot of liverpool players did as well but i think i know a lot of the comparisons that are kind of coming up were with like him and Werner and stuff like that but i do see there's a big difference between him, him and Werner in the sense of like his he just generally creates a lot of space around him and he gets himself in very very good positions whereas Werner did some of this do some of that but for a lot of the games he was just blank and wouldn't necessarily kind of like you know try to like spark something out from just his own ability right so that's kind of and I'm I don't mean to shit on Werner like I did have a lot of hopes on Werner because the year he came in I did draft him in the first round and stuff right and stuff like that and I like I do still believe he has that thing but it's just that's just the reality of like you know what it is so yeah so I mean he could evolve to be a better player yeah 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 Darwin 2.0 <laughs> <laughs> a little science joke for you right there. All right. Um. So another player I want to talk about, uh, Gakpo. Um. What are your expectations for this player? I I I think he's been a great signing. Something that you guys really need, given all the injuries to your forward players right now. I think, based off what his numbers were in the Dutch league, because I can't pronounce it or the whatever. Uh, or the Vezi. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> uh, and like you know, even his performances for the Dutch national team. There are definitely, right? And he can play anywhere along that front line. He can play, 
he can play striker, he can play cam, he can play left wing, right wing, and everything, right? So that versatility definitely does help, right? Something that, like, you know, a player like, you know, we had in the likes of, like, Mane, right? Mane was that versatile. He could play up top. He, could, he started off playing on the right wing for Liverpool, and then Salah came in, and then they switched, right? And then he switched to left wing and stuff like that, right? And with, you know, some of these players like Jota who seem to get, like, a big injury in, the, in each season, right? It's definitely something to kind of have, especially if you can maintain that fit, fitness and stuff. So, yes, I have high hopes. I think I did see something. I'm going to try to find it and I'll post it on our group afterwards. I'm like, he might not have had the best of games, but there were some like kind of key underlying stats that did kind of highlight his ability in that Wolves game, uh, in that Wolves Cup game where it was like, okay, cool. There is definitely a lot of potential here in terms of what this player brings to the team. So I'll find that article and I'll post it. All right. Sounds good. And you can find out in our Discord. Plug for the Discord. Um, okay. So two trades I kind of want to touch on. And uh, a common manager between two of these is Debs. Debs, shout out to you. Um, but <laughs> one, I don't know if both are ridiculous, but one for sure was ridiculous to me was uh, Rodri from Man City for Aaron Ramsdale. And uh, <laughs> Debs has a knack of collecting goalkeepers. I don't know why. I still need to have a chat uh, with him about it. But I've seen this guy have three goalkeepers in his roster, and it baffles me why he does this. But surely this was a ridiculous trade. Yeah. Oh, one sec. I just ate a chip right now. Um, Rodri, you know, staple in that Man City midfield, kicks along with eight, nine points, and then gets the odd goal and assist. Versus Ramsdale, Arsenal's playing really well. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but Arsenal don't have, they don't have the ability to keep a clean sheet at the moment, right? And I mean, if they're playing well, Ramsdale's not gonna get a lot of saves either. Exactly right. Like so, that's that's the other side of it, right? Where it's like you know you've been dominating the entire game, you concede one chance, and now you're at a negative two. Yeah, and like you know, so that's, and I'm I'm sure like Ramsdale's ability to kind of shot stopping is there, but. Like, you know, I, yeah, I, I definitely, whoever was able to get Rodri, I can't remember who the other manager was. It was Ryan Atchum, I think. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. GG Atchum. <laughs> GG. <laughs> but, uh, um, I mean, Ra- like, Ramsdale has only gotten one negative score for the season. And that was all the way back in August 13th. Um, but like you said, like, when he does concede, he tends to only get, like, maybe four or five points, that sort of thing. Uh, when he gets a clean sheet, it's mm-hmm. just high, like higher than 10 points, um, maybe 13.25 in his last six games, um, like 14 as well against Wolves. Um, but yeah, it, it, it wasn't a very exciting trade to me. For me, like I feel like you can stream goalkeepers based on the fixture. Yeah, yeah, you can. Okay, and the next trade was with one of ours, Kyle, um, with Debs. Uh, so tra- Kyle traded away Martial uh, and gotten Embuemo. How did you feel about that? That's a good trade for Kyle. By getting Embuemo? No, he got, and... he got Embuemo. Yeah. You think that's a good trade? What what happens yeah, when, when Ivan Tony I... leaves? But, I mean, Tony didn't pl- did Tony play against you guys? He didn't. Nope. Okay, nope, interesting. Nope. It was all it was all Embuemo show, yeah. It was Embuemo show and then like, you know, Liverpool kind of shit on the bed. But also it was like, you know, uh mad respect to kinda of Embuemo for kind of creating those you know, sometimes players make mistakes and sometimes players force mistakes. And I yeah. that was kind of the scenario when we went up against Bradford, right? 
um, I think Mbwemo is a much better pick than Martial because a there might be kind of, they're in talks of like getting a number another number nine at United, right? Um, Martial is very very much goal dependent in terms of what he kind of puts up, right? And he's very injury prone. And I have him in my other league. So I know these, I, I kind of see these trends regularly where, yes, he'll score a goal and he'll score fantastic. And he'll have a game where he'll have two goals or two assists and stuff like that. But they're not as regular regular as you want them to be. Whereas Mbwemo might be the, like, you know, the front man for um, Brentford kind of, you know, for the rest of the season, possibly considering how this kind of like, this ink like the inquiry and like the charges on like the betting stuff on Tony and Tony's injured too. So, um, great time for an injury for him, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, and Bremo also takes the occasional penalty, right? We've seen that as well. So yeah. that's another plus which point. Which might kind of happen regularly too. Yeah. yeah. Which might kind of happen regularly too. Right. Because if I feel like Ivan Tony is the one that takes regular penalties, if he's on the pitch. Right. So, so uh, um, we posted this in our silly stats, but I mean, since we kind of touched on the whole Brentford stuff, I thought it was really funny. I found this on Twitter. Um, so Tony's full name is Ivan Benjamin Elijah Tony, which his initial says, I bet. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I thought that was great. Well, um, okay, cool. So now we'll move on to our final section, which is the FA slash waiver picks. So in this segment, we basically just look at uh, assets that are under 50% owned because we think you have a better chance of uh, getting them in your league. Well, I mean, most of these assets are owned in our league. So, I mean, maybe it just speaks volumes of how good the managers are in our home league. Um, but we will run through them. Uh, do you want to take the homer away? Chelsea's at home in this list. Uh, Liverpool's away. Liverpool's away. Yeah, let's, yeah, sure. Let's just I'll, do do it, I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, cool. So um, yeah. we've got a double game week coming up. Uh, so the four teams that are um, that have the doubles are Crystal Palace, Manchester United, Man City, and Spurs. Um, so we'll see how much of that we can suggest. But kicking things off in game week twenty are Aston Villa versus Leeds. Uh, so for Aston Villa, the only asset I kind of wanted to shout out is Jacob Ramsey, forty-seven uh, percent owned. He was out injured for a little while, um, and I think Emery's a, a fan of this asset. It. The thing is, we know how he scores. He's not great, great like blah, blah, blah. he's not great at the ghost points, but he does have the odd attacking return in him, right? So maybe you can kind of keep an eye on him because uh, who ben, Buendia is in and out of the squad, McGinn is in and out of the squad, so who knows? Um, if you own either of these assets, maybe you want to pick up Jacob Ramsey to kind of have a nailed Villa asset because they look like they're picking up some form, they're scoring a lot of goals. Um, yeah, and just one to keep an eye on. What about at Leeds? Yeah. At Leeds, you have uh, Liam Cooper, who's 33%. Tyler Adams, who's 24%. And Gnonto. Yeah, yeah, Gnonto. yeah, yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not At 9%. Uh, I think Tyler Adams is the one that's really been kind of picking up form recently in, uh, in that midfield. With But I personally, because of the lack of forwards there are this year, lack of like decent forwards... I think Lonto is classified as a forward in yeah. contracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, even in the game where he didn't score, I don't think he had that, like, great, like, franchise points. No. He was, inc- like, he was still fairly decent in terms of, like, his ability to kind of create space for leads and stuff. So there's a lot of potential of this asset to kind of, like, you know, put up points. Yeah, uh, Tyler Adams uh, as well, I like as a steady Eddie. He just picks up points in that midfield. 
Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, all good mm-hmm. assets. And again, Liam Cooper with ghost points. All right, next fixture is the Manchester Derby. Um, so Man City, we don't usually have picks because no one is ever available from Man City. So from Manchester United, uh, two picks which I think you should kind of be cautious on because it is a double game week as well are the fullbacks uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, 42% owned and Malasia, 39% owned. Uh, Dalo is coming back from injury and Luke Shaw is playing really, really well right now. So I don't know if these guys will get the start. Um, and this is Man City. I don't know if you really want to play defense, but their second fixture, um, which is a way to Crystal Palace. The thing is, if you start these guys, you're gambling on maybe they start Crystal Palace, right? And it's way too far away, but it's just one to kind of keep an eye on. Um, so we'll move on to the next fixture, Brighton versus Liverpool. So for Brighton, um, they are playing such good football right now, scoring lots and lots of goals. So I'm going to suggest an attacking asset, Ferguson, 8% owned. I think he's like 18 or 19 years old playing um, as the striker at the moment yeah. while Danny Welbeck is out injured. Yeah. He looks really good, man. Um, he looks like he knows how he to does. play that role. Proper number nine. Yeah, exactly. Knows how to create space yeah. for himself. Um, links up with the team really, really well. He could be an asset to kind of own right now because I think Brighton could potentially have some double game weeks on the horizon as well. What about at Liverpool? At Liverpool, it is a matter of like if this player starts. So it is uh, Alex Oxford chamberlain But it's like, you know, I would like wait till the lineups to kind of see whether... Uh, he starts or not because Gapco might kind of fill in that left wing role, especially with like the injuries on Nunez, on not Nunez, on Jota and Diaz, right? So probably expecting the front three to be something like Salah, Nunez, and uh, Gapco. But Salah and Nunez have played the last three, four games. So we might still see some rotation there. So um, Ox would be the player to kind of maybe keep an eye on. All right, so next game, Everton versus Southampton. Uh, I'm going to suggest another steady Eddie, Idris Gay, 10% owned. Uh, he just racks up maybe five to eight points every game, uh, I think, regardless of the fixture. Um, and if you just need to plug a hole, I, I think it's worth a punt, especially against a very poor Southampton team. Actually, this is a big fucking game for both teams. Both teams are really, really struggling for form at the moment. Um, they really, really need the three points, right? Especially Southampton, who I believe is at the bottom of the table right now. Yep. I think so. Didn't I call Southampton to be relegated this season? I think so. We'll have to look I back at so. it. Yeah, I, I can look back yeah. at it while you discuss yeah. the Southampton assets. Yeah, so uh, we have Idozi, 7%, Eldinusi, 18%. Again, um, some of those assets where you are trying to see whether these players are able to kind of like, you know, bring some attacking, like, you know, strength to the Southampton team who need goals, who need this. You know, this is a team that's been in the, uh, that's been regularly in the Premier League for the last, what, like seven, eight years, right? And like, they don't want to kind of lose that because some, like, you know, because of kind of how this structure is and stuff. So if you're looking for players to kind of depend on, these might be players that might kind of be able to perform for Southampton. So check them out. Yeah, I'm just trying to find the prediction table right now in like our list of tweets. It would have been back to like the first part of the season, right? When did the season start? Like August 13th yeah. or something like that? August. August, yeah, yeah, second week of August or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, we yeah. would have tweeted it out as well. Oh, yeah, found it. Uh, so you predicted Southampton to get relegated. Uh, so did I, so did Kyle. Uh, Ryan is the only person that had faith in them. 
I don't know if that speaks volumes because Ryan is at the top of our table. So I, I don't know what correlation I can make there. <laughs> there but <laughs> Yo, man. Um, I don't know. It, you know, maybe you only look for winners and not losers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next fixture, Nottingham Forest versus Leicester. Uh, so Nottingham Forest are seeing an uptick in form. And I heard uh, the match that they played uh, um, recently, I think, was the 1-0 win against Southampton. Um, apparently mm-hmm. that was the first time in the entire season that they've had an unchanged 11. So maybe they're, they finally figured things out. They finally have a system moving forward. And if you think they can score goals against a Leicester team who has been conceding, I think, uh, Leicester in their last four matches have conceded six goals. Like all those Danny Ward owners must be crying because we kind of shout to them and like, I mean, going into the World Cup, he was in some ridiculous form, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, if you think Nottingham yeah. Forest can score, uh, Brennan Johnson, 48% owned, uh, Taiwo Ioni, uh, 27% owned. Uh, I think Brennan might be on penalties as well. Uh, so Brennan, 40, uh, yeah, I mentioned the percentage already, but uh, a couple other assets, uh, Serge Ori, 19% owned, and Willie Bowley, 3% owned. Um, the defense may be less likely to kind of punt on, but I think Nottingham Forest's uh, home form is like really, really good at the moment. Like their last four games at home, if you look at the table, uh, they sit f- they sit fifth right now. So definitely, if you're going to punt on their defense, do it while they're playing at home. Um, what about at Leicester? At Leicester, so you have Albrighton, 0% owned, Perez, 9% owned, and Luke Thomas, 7%. I think Albrighton and Perez, because James Madison is out, because their ability to score, you know, Daka went off injured and stuff like that um, and everything. So you definitely need to kind of do that. Albrighton is one of their kind of experienced players and Perez is definitely filling in some of a gap. But like, you know, you lesser have been really poor this season and really poor really recently as well. So, um, and Luke Thomas, especially with like, James Justin injured as well has been kind of like still been decent with some points and stuff. So um, those are the few assets that we have. Okay, next game, Wolves versus West Ham. So no assets for West Ham. So we'll cover Wolves. Uh, Jean Moutinho, 30% owned. Uh, every now and then, this guy just has this random double-digit ghost point games. So I, I don't understand it because he also gets like one, two, three points sometimes. So it, it's a very unpredictable asset. But... If you can get it right, and against a West Ham team that is like lacking some serious form right now, last four games, West Ham is sitting 18th. Um, I, I think it's worth a punt. Also, Nelson Semedo, um, I think, is worth a punt, 10% owned. Uh, his last three games, like he's been close to like the 10-point mark, uh, throwing a clean sheet in one of those games. I think it was an early substitution. Uh, but if you're struggling for a, a defender right now, I think, uh, yeah, you can go there. Um, so next game, Brentford versus Bournemouth. Uh, I was shocked when I saw this, but Ethan Pinnock, 48% owned. How is Ethan Pinnock free in your league? This is a crime. Like, this guy is one of the top uh, defending assets right now. Um, go grab him if you can and trade for him if you can, I think. Uh, what about at Bournemouth? Speaking of Pinnock, though, because I'm going to go back to our Twitter chat. Um, I didn't realize, and I saw this word... I guess twice in the same thing. Pillock is a word for stupid or is a slang for stupid in like British slang or in British slang, right? I don't know. Because someone said, you pinnock. And I was like, what does that mean? And then <laughs> I saw it in another subsequent kind of tweet or something where like some British person called someone a pillock. And I was like, 
oh, what is this word? And I looked it up. So I was like, you know, you really, <laughs> because I guess a chunk of our kind of like that group is British. So you'll, you might miss like, you know, I'm North American, so I don't have any knowledge of that whatsoever. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> um, Pilek is a word for stupid. I'm going to try like, you know. The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Um, um, for Burnmouth, yeah. we talked. Go ahead. Go yeah. For, for Burnmouth, we talked about uh, Sanji pick him up. Jaden Anthony, 12% owned. Uh, with uh, Sanji mentioning Tavernier's injured. Um, he's getting a good run of games. He's been kind of putting up decent ghost points, help creating, um, like, you know, chances for Wolves, uh, for Burnmouth on the attacking side, right? He's definitely one. And again, one of those players where forwards are lacking. And if you're looking for one, this might be one to kind of check out. So. Yep, sounds great. All right, next game, Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. No one from Chelsea, we're out of crap. So let's talk about Crystal Palace. From Crystal Palace, uh, Jordan Ayu, uh, 32%, Vincent Guaita, 23%, and Chiek Ducore, 18%. Um, I would definitely kind of put a, like, you know, Chelsea aren't scoring goals, but they're creating some chances and stuff. So definitely want to kind of check out. But, like, you know, um, maybe not so much at Ayu, but, like, Chiek Ducore has been putting up, you know, as... Um, Kyle and Sanji like to say a steady Eddie, you know, seven, eight points here and there, um, especially in like a team where it might, the most of the battle might be in the midfield, you know, some points around tackles one and uh, all like ball recoveries and stuff. So Chik Tikore might be one if you're just looking for a player to kind of fill a gap um, for just this game week. All right. Uh, so the next couple of games, uh, Newcastle versus Fulham and Spurs versus Arsenal. I couldn't really find any assets to suggest. Um, you have anything that maybe we might have missed out on there? For um, Newcastle versus... Uh, not necessarily. I think um, the only thing is to kind of keep a track of people do on the likes of like... Um, who is it? Sean Longstaff? Yeah. Is that ASM might be back. So there might be some rotation that might kind of happen on that side where Longstaff might go back to the bench. Joel Linton coming back into the midfield and um, ASM kind of adding that forward three. Is Wilson still like, you know, maybe take a ch- check out on Chris Wood just in case, but I don't think Wilson's injured anymore. So I think he's uh, not injured back, yet. So. <laughs> Not injured yet. Not injured yet. That is good, good consideration. For Fulham, I think they're just a team that are just like, you know, same 11 every week and that's it, right? And we know which which of those 11s are the points getters and you kind of stick with them in terms of fantasy assets as well. Yeah, uh, and, and same thing with Spurs Arsenal. Both kind of fixed 11s. I mean, Brian Hill is one that's kind of gotten chances recently in the, um, in the Spurs squad. Uh, but he didn't seem too attractive from a fan track scoring perspective. Um, I mean, maybe because it's a double game week, you can punt on it. I, I think that's maybe a consideration uh, if you can get him. But other than that, um, you might get a random center back from Spurs. Uh, but again, what's the guarantee that they're going to play away to Man City their second game? And would you want to be playing a defensive uh, asset? Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. Even though if there's a double game week. Yeah. Like, you know, I I have trouble in maybe, maybe even, like, justifying, like, you know, even playing one of those midfielder players as well, right? So, 
even though they're playing against the top two teams in their double game week. So yeah. it's not necessarily a great matchup for them. Yeah, so, I mean, speaking of them playing Man City double game week options, again, it, like, there was no one to suggest it there. And uh, Crystal Palace versus Manchester United, the second uh, double, we've already kind of mentioned Ayu, 32% owned, Guaita, 23% owned, uh, Chick Decore, 18% owned, and then Aaron Juan, Basaka, and Malasia, 42 and 39% owned. I'd probably be targeting the Crystal Palace players. Uh, I feel like they kind of need a, a reaction after their last few performances, especially after getting thrashed by Spurs, which I don't think they deserve mm-hmm. to lose by 4-0. Um, but yeah, these these are kind of assets uh, to keep an eye on. And yeah, that that's it. Um, it's weird. We've, we finished just outside an hour. This is not regular banter boy stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is not regular. Because you don't have Kyle talking shit. <laughs> For like stuff. an extra hour, That's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been just business. Just business. Exactly. Um, do you have any final thoughts uh, to add? Uh, anything you kind of want to touch on before we sign off? I don't know. I've been like, I've been in and out of the fantasy kind of sphere in general so i don't think i have much to share other than like you know i i am now seeing what the ability of being active how that benefits you because i've been super active in one league and it's just kind of like you know kicking me in the butt right now so i mean we should run a poll to see um on our twitter uh how other leagues and managers are running their waivers uh just to kind of throw that in kyle's face be like take that kyle (laughs) because i feel like most people would be adjusting to just opening the waiver pool um between uh gaming deadlines let's say i mean there's no real deadlines in fan tracks but it's just it's just stress-free man i don't think it's that much work for a commissioner to click a few buttons i don't think it is I honestly don't think it is, right? Yeah. I feel like we need to, like, you know, set up a coup and take over <laughs> details. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. All right, man. Um, right? I, I, so. I think, yeah, nothing for me, really. Uh, I mean, I always reiterate what you preach is just have fun. Uh, enjoy the game weeks. Uh, I'll plug again the Discord, uh, the Kofi link. Uh, if you want to donate uh, to our cause, um, we'll just kind of reuse the funds to, um, you know, grow the brand. Uh, and maybe, you know, we should do a giveaway or something soon, man. That's what I was thinking, actually. Like, for some of our listeners, Um you know, put in like a secret question or something fun and uh, do a random giveaway. Um, because the support has been phenomenal and we just want to keep giving back to the community. Yep. 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 Yeah. Maybe we need to think about it. And maybe if you listen this one, it might incentivize you to listen to the next one as well. Exactly. Uh, there you go. See. All right. Yeah. Then we'll catch you <laughs> on the next episode. Until next time. Peace. peace.